0: Good morning and welcome everybody You're listening to the Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 Right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network Wherever you are, positively different radio in the morning You're with the Triple L team The The Triple L team The Triple L team is here Lyle, Lawson and Liam Oh, so good, so good But isn't it Lawson, Lyle, and Liam? Oh, oh, oh. oh okay. hey. All right. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Right. I will. I will step down. It's, no, your, no. it's your show today, Lawson. <laughs> Go
1: for it. I'm <laughs> um, just we're, we're just claiming it. Um, yeah, what's going on? Um, my name is Lawson. Um, sitting here across from me is Lyle, and on the other side is Liam. We're here at Faith FM eighty-seven point six, eighty-seven point eight, or eighty-eight. Yeah, just hanging
0: out, getting it done on this drizzly uh, Monday morning. It is just full blown winter out there. It yeah. feels like Tasmanian winter. It is
1: cold and damp
0: them. and it's the kind of here in Newcastle for those of you who are not here not here in Newcastle and I think all of our listeners in like cans will be like laughing their heads off <laughs> but down here it is cold it is damp it feels like you're in the UK there, I just, I yes. just offended all of... Uh, it's, it is, it's, U- this is peak is it, UK It is, it is, that's right, it's peak UK <laughs> <laughs> What can you say? Damp and cold and just goes into your bones mm. I have seen the sun in the UK mm. Yeah, but I have
1: it's a rare. it's a rare occasion
0: well, What are you grateful for this morning? I'm grateful to live in Australia where this is an exception rather than a rule <laughs> Hey man <laughs> No, the UK is actually an awesome country. It is. Um, I would I would do a holiday there anytime. It's just mm. amazing. It has the best history ever. Mm. And the sun often does shine. Yeah, it's that's just, so There's that little bit of oh. so yeah, what are you
1: thankful for? Oh, um, I as of yesterday I've got a new housemate living with me and, and he's great. So yeah, really good
0: to be living with people. Absolutely. You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Now let's have some positively different news. I you've got a bit of a bit of a, a uh, epic story over there. Yeah, I I do, man.
1: You know, in in the midst of like you know the really tough time um, that we're going through uh, in around the world, um, there is some really good stuff coming out of it, and I yes. think this this story highlights that more than ever. Um, you know, over the last couple of months, um, something that has come. A front in our world um, has been the, inju- the racial injustice towards people of color, particularly in the states. But that had a bleeding effect over to Australia. We saw a number totally. of protests over here, especially even in Newcastle, um, with one of the big focuses not only being you know the African American population and um, you know the whole George Floyd incident, which started uh, the riots, but also a big focus on the indigenous population of Australia.
0: Yeah, well, we don't really have we don't have the African American population over here. Yeah. We do have a we do have a growing African population. Yeah, a very different culture than what they have in the United States, mm. and uh, definitely making a really uh, significant contri- contribution to Australia and the diversity 100%. that we have here.
1: Yeah, and it's it's fantastic, and the fact that yeah, this is again something as as racism um, has existed in I think all pockets of the world. It's something good to highlight, um, and it's something good to to just um, be aware of and to take a stand for. And and it was particularly inspiring. Um, Over the weekend, I attended an online communion service uh, for the seminary for where I'm studying at the moment. And we we talked about this specific issue um, in in our Australian context and um, with the Indigenous population, you know, the struggles that they've had. And we um, talked about, you know, Indigenous pastors in Australia. But yeah, um, just some statistics, some of the things that were really kind of riling up Australia during that time that they were really pointing to as an evidence that, um, of the, you know, the, the struggles that the indigenous population are going through is, um, Uh, non-Indigenous children uh, are 17 times less likely to end up in incarceration than Indigenous children. That's the national average. And then in the Northern Territory, it's up to 43 times. Um, So, you know, when it comes to youth incarceration, you know, as incarceration is something that is based on the individual. It's like you've committed a crime and then you become incarcerated. But then on top of that, it's like, you know, a lot of these... The reason the rate is so much higher is then because the Aboriginal community is disadvantaged in areas where there's a lot of at, you know, high, sorry, low socioeconomic area, lots of at-risk youth. And, um, yeah, essentially, this has just been such a big talking point in Australia. Like, this is something that we need to do. We need to support our Aboriginal community. Um, we really need to take strides to help them. And, There is something that I saw this morning, which I think is doing a fantastic job at that. And I think you will love this, Lyle. Cool. You will absolutely love this. So up in the Northern Territory, um, they have now like, uh, they have a few different places doing this, but they have started this initiative to put at-risk indigenous young people into um, bush work camps. Okay. essentially so yes so I'm, get, I'm liking this so, i'm liking this um these at-risk children um you know young people around you know in their early adolescence they give them the opportunity to go out on a cattle station or a farm or whatever it may be and just for um you know uh, a quarter of the year at a time get stuck into um bush living and farm life and love all it. this amazing work which is something i knew you would love it because you kind of grew up on that you know on a farm, like in that kind in of bush, life, yeah, in, in the, the bush. bush, not in a farm. Yeah, in the bush of uh, Tasmania. But yeah, um, this, is, this is a really, really amazing. Um, well, the initiative.
0: thing I like about it, the thing I like about it is this, there's a, uh, a very wise saying, it's not in the Bible, but it's a very wise saying that idle hands are the devil's playground. Yes. And so whenever you get people who are, you know, doing nothing with their life, you're going to have, within a, within that sector of society, you're going to have a high level of criminality. Yes. It's as so simple as that. And so uh, in the past, Aboriginals did not have a criminal background because they worked hard to live, you know, traditionally, mm-hmm. the hunter-gatherer lifestyle, et cetera. Yes. And then, uh, you know, there's, of course, uh, when colonization came and there's a different kind of work ethic. It's still a work ethic. Yeah. But when we started to just give them money for nothing, thinking that that would solve their disadvantage, what we actually did was create disadvantage because we caused idleness, and idleness uh, destroys a person emotionally, um, mm. and it then opens the door for high levels of criminality, so you have high levels of incarceration, and you just create a revolving door of, a cycle of disadvantage by throwing money at um, at all of these people. So mm. yeah, it's a um, it's a huge challenge that we're facing in in uh, mm. in you know Aboriginal communities in Australia. I like I, you know let's get them out, let's get them busy, let's get them working because you know and there they will find you know that sense of pride, that sense of accomplishment. Um, mm. I think this is a fantastic idea. And this is the thing, like you know, one of the
1: big Places that this is focused at is yeah getting them out of their towns, getting them in stuck into um, work. You know the reason that you, the Northern Territory government has actually decided to back this is because they're seeing how much it breaks the cycle of youth. Uh, indigenous youth crime Yes And um, yeah uh, One of the first stations To really open up In this way Was the Seven Emu Station On the Gulf of um, Carpentaria uh, <laughs> Carpentaria <laughs> Carpentaria Near the Queensland And Northern Territory border And um, yeah They've just been Taking on um, A ton of youth They've You know They get out there um, Get into the bush um, And you know Get on the Get into the, these cattle stations And you know Help build fences And just do all these Like oh, I just know from from my life growing up yeah just um (laughs) i just remember being like uh 16 and like I was living in Spain at the time as, like, as a motorbike racer. and um, But then, you know, I have long periods between the races where I had no family, no anything. I'm like, man, how am I going to break this up? How am I going to stay focused? And I just go to the mechanic workshop and just work every day and sweep the floors and change parts of motorbikes. And it was like, yeah, just giving me that work to help yes. me so much to stay focused. And I think, yeah, this is just doing wonders and it's really actively lowering the rate of youth crime. So it's, um, it's good to see that something good is coming out of... Um, I guess a subject that's quite painful and, and
0: quite a struggle, um, but yeah. You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Joining us in the studio this morning is Brendan Lowe. Brendan, uh, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Lyle.
0: Yeah, can you just come in right close to that microphone? you. Yeah, yeah that better. sounds great. Yeah. Now, Brendan uh, is in charge of literature evangelism in Australia cool. and New Zealand. So that's a pretty significant job. Uh, very quickly, what what do literature evangelists do? Okay, literature evangelists do a variety of things,
2: and there's actually five different ways that they can work. Uh, There is, uh, I believe every Christian should be a literature evangelist. Okay, yes. And, you know, they can share literature, particularly now with churches closed, what can Christians do? And every church member, every believer can share their faith uh, in their neighborhood when they exercise. Uh, They can give a gift to their neighbor But what do literature Mm. evangelists do? Literary evangelists, um, they can go house to house. They can go through networks, uh, work through networks, and and they can uh, sell uh, literature that transforms lives, literature that brings health and wellness and also hope. And when we look around at the moment, uh, some of the key words, search words are actually um, health and wellness uh, on the Internet and also prophecy. So people are looking for health and hope.
0: Health and answers right there. This is very significant because, I mean, we're in the middle of COVID right now. And, of course, that makes health incredibly relevant. It makes the material that you're selling from a health perspective even more relevant because it has been conclusively proven over and over and over again that people that are surviving COVID are people with strong immune systems. Mm. And a strong immune system is created by your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it is that simple. That's right. And so there is so much that can be done. And your material that you're taking out to the community is so relevant because of COVID and how it can improve um, improve people's health. Now, I have a question here. Uh, a lot of your literature evangelists, the well, the ones who do this to make a living. So as you say, we can all be literature evangelists because we can all go out to our community and share literature. But what about those who do it as a living? They are selling books door-to-door. So these are, these are significant volumes. Why go door-to-door when bookshops exist? Very good question.
2: Um, but when you look around, there's actually becoming quite a book desert mm. in a sense uh-huh. that you can go to many towns now. There is no bookshop. Yes, Particularly a Christian bookshop. Yes, and and so this is a unique opportunity where self-employed litivangus or independent book distributors can go to many towns where there is this is not available, but people still like something tangible that they can hold and read, and something that doesn't have the distractions flicking across
0: the screen and something that doesn't have ads popping up and then something that doesn't go flat halfway through the chapter and switch off and something that doesn't give you that terrible light in your eyes that then gives you uh, bad sleep all night long exactly it's good to turn turn off from work and
2: and also another really important thing that parents thinking parents are, are realizing is that there is a space in the kids bedroom we need to keep the devices out of And so they are actually seeing the the value of having books so they can keep the children reading and with literature where they can sit back and relax, a safe place they can
0: disconnect in their bedroom. That's a really good point because Mm. we have recognised that devices in bedrooms for children are a terrible idea. Just across the board. So, what do you replace them with? The kid goes there and, like, oh, I'm bored. What am I going to do? Well, there's this really cool invention that you might not have heard <laughs> of, but it has actually been around for a while now, and that is called books. That's mm. right. And we've also seen research. Um, Darren Pratt was presenting research here the other day how that the most significant thing that you can do for your child, as far as their education goes, is to read to them while they're young. Yeah. Books are amazing. Alright, and of course, right now if you look outside, it is miserable, it is cold, it is raining, it is a, as, as wintry a day as you will ever get. Is there anything better than curling up in front of the fireplace or the heater, but let's go with the fireplace because it's just going to give you that mental image that's amazing. Curling up in front of the fireplace, a blanket, uh, listening to the rain, drumming on the metal roof and reading a book exactly I mean mm. you just can't get anything better than that can you mm-hmm all right so you've got these uh, you've, you've, you run a team of, uh, of LEs, uh that you know they go around um, door-to-door selling books because as you say bookshops really don't exist anymore Christian books off Christian bookshops are even rarer than uh, than just any kind of bookstores. stores um, but let's talk about a few specific books here. You've got you know things like cooling down stress, uh, foods as medicine, Bible stories. What 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 are these? Can you share a few of these books with us? We want to hear about some of the things that you actually take out to the community.
2: Yeah, sure. There's a new one that's actually been around for for a few years, but it's just been um re updated and reprinted. And and that's called uh, Cooling Down Teen Stress. So that's exciting. This is a really important book because if you look at the statistics in Australia and New Zealand, our highest, number one killer for teens today is teen stress and suicide. Mm. Yeah, wow. And the same author, um, he deals with, um, you know, a girl's story and strategies to cope. You know, it could save a life. Mm. And the same author has put. No, together- these books. Are,
0: I'd say these books are saving a lot of lives. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to quantify how many because we only keep statistics on those lives that we don't save. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So the same author
2: has just put out a brand new edition for adults, and it's called Cooling Down Stress, and and that's about dealing with cooling down the soup. And there's a lot of people with COVID, with the coronavirus, um, around, and often just put on their media in in front of our faces and having to cope with in everyday lives are suffering stress. So this is something really topical and something that can really help people. Another one is uh, Foods as Medicine. Yes. And this, as many of us already know, has won a number of awards. It's a powerful book and so much more relevant today because they recognise that plant-based diets can help boost our immune system. Mm. And so, this is healthy recipes that not only taste great
0: but are good for us. I really appreciate both of these ones that you're sharing right now. Uh, the second one is an obvious one because of COVID. If COVID is floating around in the community, then you need to be eating healthy. And you're never going to stay eating healthy if the food is disgusting. Exactly. You know, you go to a plant-based diet and you're like, yeah, what I'm going to eat? I'm going to eat uh, kale all day. No, that's not going to work. <laughs> hey, uh, that's just <laughs> not a bad thing. On, kale is nice. <laughs> You just have to put dressing on it, no. but, not, but not all day. Um, you will only stick at a, at a, at a lifestyle change mm. if the food is good. Yes. And as you say, food is medicine. Awards from around the world, the food is good. And I just want to say, you know, if you're listening in today and you have a teenager who is stressed, mm. don't take that lightly. Um, Lawson, I know you've been there in the past and don't, don't just assume that, oh, you know, they'll grow out of it or whatever, because the reality here in Australia is very, very different from that, and that's actually very, very dangerous. And, of course, maybe you are suffering from stress today. So, mm. um, yeah, so, Breton, these are some good books here. Uh, tell us about um, – oh, there's so many good ones here. Uh, okay, before we go there, we've got listeners who are listening in, and they are going, yes – I have a teen who is stressed, or they're saying, yes, I have a, yeah, I'm have stressed myself, or I need to clean up my lifestyle. So we've got listeners right now, I know, that are thinking that. How do they go about accessing these books? If you or one of your team doesn't come and knock on their door, is there a way that they can still uh, get these books or get you guys to come around and to... Uh and to sell them a book, I mean, we can do this door to door these days. That's one of the things that uh, is great about uh, uh, this kind of service during COVID is that you can still go out into the community and, you know, you get you get you get your groceries delivered. You can get your books delivered as well. Sure,
2: yeah, sure. And and it's important when we're working in the community that we do it safe. And so we encourage those people that are working that they actually go um, check out their with their. Um, state government advice and put yes. together a covid safe plan so we're keeping each each everyone the people in the community and themselves
0: safe mm. yes um and just follow that government advice um and yeah. i've had a bunch of couriers come to my door during yeah. COVID, and they all they all keep their distance they've all got their um you know their, their hand washing stuff. all you know all that that's company. right and the pizza man yeah exactly yeah, yeah shout out <laughs> <the pizza>. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay so your question was um how can they get them um, well, look, there's, there's a, a great website. It's called livingwellresources.tv, where you can go on there and you can, um, you can purchase on there. But if you just like that personal contact, a lot of people are feeling disconnected and alone. If you can just um, contact, um, there is a contact place there, contact us through that website as well. So it's livingwellresources.tv.
0: Cool. Okay. LivingWellResources.tv. Head over there right now. Cooling down teen stress, cooling down your stress, foods as medicine. Let's talk about the Bible stories for a moment. Are these the Arthur Maxwell series? Yes, they are. How long? Okay, okay. How long have these been around for now?
2: That's a good question, you know, because I, I, I grew up with
0: them. My my father grew up with them, and okay. I grew up reading the set that he had when he was a kid. My kids grew up with that same set, and I've now passed it on to them. That'll go on to my grandchildren. Wow. So this is this is what you've got here. This is what my father, myself, my children, and they're still going to go definitely to my grandchildren. That's four generations. That is. A four-lifetime investment right there. Yeah, wow. So you're talking about really high-quality books. And, of course, Bible stories never go out of date. Exactly.
2: Mm. They're classics. They've been around, you know, for many years. But these have just been updated. Same stories. um, Well, just updated over the last few years. Same stories, but um, just nicer done. And Mm. same pictures, I grew up with them and I love reading them to my kids. It brings back the memories, you know, and, and the good values that they teach, like honesty and trust,
0: um, but also a faith in God and those stories mm. of faith. is one thing I love about Bible stories is that the Bible stories never go out of date, neither do the pictures. True. You know, because you you do a picture of uh, modern society and in 10 years' time, people look back and go, ooh, that was very, you know, um, 2000s or 1990s. (laughs) Whereas when it comes to Bible stories, like, yep, that's definitely first century AD and that's never going (laughs) to (laughs) change. That's awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so um, that's an investment that you can make for your family for at least the next five generations. Exactly. Uh, And I can testify to that myself Uh, These are simply the greatest set of Bible stories that were ever written uh, for children That I have ever seen anywhere in the world And I am a book collector So I think I'm very well qualified to speak on that subject Uh, Then you've got uh, Live More Happy, uh, The Great Hope, Steps to Christ These are books that we sometimes give away here on The Breakfast Show Um, those and so much more Brendan we hardly got a chance to talk about all of the things that I wanted to talk about maybe we'll have to uh, get you back in sometime you're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM positively different we're going to do question of the day so it is now time for question of the day all right. What is our what is our question of the day? Our question of the day is:
1: Do you think that God chose us from the beginning of time um, that some people are born not to ever? to belong to Jesus. That's from Jen.
0: Okay, so basically this is what uh, theologians would call the Doctrine of Predestination. And the Doctrine of Predestination works a little bit like this. Um, This is uh, uh, Calvinism, Presbyterianism, uh, that kind of thing. It's basically that God creates some people so that he can save them and live with them for eternity, and he creates other people so that he can burn them for eternity. Now, when you stop and think about it that way... That's pretty harsh, and I think that, you know, the average Calvinist or Presbyterian out there would be like, no, 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 that's not what we're into. And I get that. But the implications of predestination are exactly that. Mm. That before the beginning of the of the world, God saw everything into the future and God brought some people into existence as being chosen for salvation and others being into existence. Well, the only other option that you can come to is that he has chosen them for burning. The Bible does not teach that. Let's go to John chapter 3, and we will read verse 16, which is, in fact, Lawson's about to turn to his Bible. You don't need to turn your Bible. Okay, John chapter 3. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, you, bro, you caught
1: me napping, dude. Uh, oh, I'm right, sorry. sorry. Yeah, uh, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever so believes in him shall not
0: perish but have everlasting life. Okay, this is the most famous verse in the Bible. And yet it is the most ignored verse by predestinationists. Yeah, wow. Well. Because there is a key word in the verse, and that word is the word whosoever. Mm. And the moment that you introduce whosoever, it immediately rules out any form of predestination. Yeah, wow. Because Jesus died for whoever believes in him. Mm -hmm. It is up to us to believe in him. Now, there are those who will take us over to Romans chapter 8. And if you go over to Romans chapter 8 very quickly, and they'll say, well, what about this passage in Romans chapter 8? where the Bible speaks about predestination. Uh, The Bible says in verse 29, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And whom he did predestinate, to them he also called, to them he called, he also justified, to those he justified, he also glorified. So the Bible speaks about a process of salvation. Mm. And the Bible says here, that whom he did foreknow, he also predestinated. In other words, wow. he knew them beforehand. He selected their destiny beforehand. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's my question. Who did God foreknow? Every, everyone. Every <sighs> single person. Mm. It is God's will that every single person is saved. Yes. Every single person is pre destined for salvation. Mm -hmm. But when we do not choose to give our lives to God, God will never force us into salvation. The Bible says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Mm. That illustration would never, ever, ever work in a predestination environment because it's like it's not God standing at the door and knock. He is smashing the door in, saying, You guys are saved. Whether you like it or not, I have predestined you for salvation. Wow. Mm. So the Bible says Jesus stands at the door and knocks. The Bible says that whosoever gives their life to Jesus Christ will be saved. The decision is ours. God gives us freedom of choice. Freedom of choice is salvation. Uh, is, is, freedom of choice creates the, the existence of love. Mm. Without freedom of choice, there is no such thing as love. And God is love. Therefore, we have free choice.